Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11. I want to begin reading with verse number 32 this morning. What we are starting here today on Sunday morning is a new series. Um, I'm going to call it the Mythbusters. Anybody that's uh, a familiar maybe with an actual show called that, uh, I'm going to call it Mythbusters. And over the next uh, 10 weeks or so, I'm going to take a few statements and see if they're confirmed, busted, or plausible that uh, the, the church might think of. Uh, Some of them, for instance, this morning, we're going to be looking at faith can fix anything. Faith can fix anything. But some other things we'll look at uh, concerning this thing is a godly home guarantees godly kids. Is it true? Is it not? Uh, Let your conscience be your guide. Uh, A valley means a wrong turn. Dead people go to a better place. And so they've just got a few things that we're going to look at. Over the next several weeks. Amen. So if we can, Mythbusters this morning, faith can fix anything. We'll see what we got to say through the word of the Lord. Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number 32, starting today, the Bible says these words, and this is a little bit of a lengthy reading perhaps. And it says, and what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah of David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, whom women received their dead raised to life again and others were tortured not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection and others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings yea moreover of bonds and imprisonment they were stoned they were sawn asunder were tempted were slain with the sword they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins being destitute afflicted tormented of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all have obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. Amen. Mythbusters today, and what we're reviewing again, is faith can fix anything. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer that he would help us this morning. Father, I come to you today and I'm thankful, Lord Jesus, for God, the blessing, God, of being able to be here this morning. I pray, O oh Lord, open up our minds and understanding. Help me, O oh God, today to be able to articulate your word in such a way that it can be understood. I pray, O oh Lord, today, God, and those that hear it, God, could take it to heart, Lord Jesus, the biblical word of the Lord. God, for it is life. God, for the soul. Lord, it's a help. God, when we're in need, Jesus, direction, God, for our lives. And we're appreciative, Lord, today. Today. God, that you're able to direct us, Lord Jesus, through your word, and we'll take it just as that. God, for our lives this morning and give you all the praise in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. Everybody say amen. 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 You may be seated in the lovely name of the Lord this morning. Faith can fix anything. 
And so I pose this morning this. Is it true then that there isn't any disease, sickness, or situation that can stand against firm, resolute faith? Can faith keep the child of God from getting sick? Can faith keep the terminally ill from dying? if there's just enough faith that a person could have? Can faith, can enough faith turn a bad situation around and leave those that were involved in the bad situation unhurt, unscathed, unimpacted, unaffected? Can faith fix anything? Over the centuries, there's, there's been a certain segment of Christian society, might I even say, that teaches and if not literally, then oftentimes by their attitude they teach that true faith is when you make your request to God and believe and oftentimes even expect God to do what we want and what we desire. The name it, claim it, blab it, grab it type of mentality. And if that is true faith, then I must admit to you this morning on a personal level that every request I've made has not always been the outcome I've wanted. For that matter, I found sometimes that the answers or the lack thereof to some of the petitions that I've made to God have come short of what I truly desired. And so does that mean my faith was weak? Does that mean I didn't have enough faith or that I failed God in my faith because faith can fix anything? That if I had had enough faith, then I would have been healed when I prayed. If I had enough faith, then the money would have been there when it needed to be there in order to take care of what needed to be taken care of. If I had enough faith, then all this horrible circumstance that was going on, would I'd found deliverance from it and there would have been nothing wrong or I wouldn't have even felt the impact or the effect of it. People's thinking here this morning. The smoke's rolling from ears already. Because there's, a, there's something that I think we do partly, amen, with the word of God and as humanity. We, we draw circles around answered prayers. We draw circles around whenever petitions have been heeded to. And then we draw some very bold, thick lines directly to the presence of faith. Indicating that faith caused is the cause. And as a result of faith being the cause, it always has this type of effect. That if there's the presence of faith, then there's always going to be a healing. If there's the presence of faith, there's always going to be deliverance from something just horribly wrong. If there's the presence of faith, then you don't have to worry about what just happened because you have faith and boom, it's just like the magic potion that all things are said and done and it's okay. Is everybody doing all right? Because in scripture, lines are drawn and we, we, we draw the lines. We circle faith, we draw the line and say, boom, cause and effect. For instance, a lady with the issue of blood for 12 years, the Bible tells us in Matthew 9, 22, he says, Jesus, to the woman, thy faith, here comes our circle, hath made thee whole. Boom. Whole faith. Draw the line. Faith fixed that. 
Two blind men that approached the Lord. They leave, though, with their sight in Matthew 9, 29. He says to them, according to your faith, be it unto you. Their faith, their healing, draw the line. Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Approach the Lord blind, left with sight in Mark 10. Jesus says, thy faith hath made thee whole. Faith, whole. We draw the line. The ten lepers, particularly one of the ten that comes back to the Lord, gives him thanks and praise in Luke 17. Christ tells that one leper, thy faith hath made thee whole. The lame man in scripture of Acts 3 that was lame from birth sitting at the gate called beautiful. Whenever Paul, amen, rather Peter and John is speaking about this man and his healing and what took place concerning the multitudes, they told them in Acts 3, they said faith gave him this perfect soundness. Standing here today, walking today, faith, draw the circle, draw the line, healing. The cripple man in Acts 14, the Bible speaks concerning him being healed and the possibility of all that said that he had faith to be healed. And so whenever we're talking about faith can fix anything, we go to scriptures like these. Amen. And we highlight scriptures like these that support the idea that faith can fix anything or that faith as a cause can only have one type of impact and effect and that is taking care of whatever's wrong taking care of whatever the dilemma may be. Amen. And what we do when we say that is this then. Anything different, if they don't get healed, if the problem isn't solved, we set up then the conclusion then it must have been because there was a lack of faith. That's what we set up through Scripture. Faith was present, they was healed. That, this is the cause and effect. So if the effect didn't happen, it's because they didn't have the cause. They didn't have faith. And a lack of faith or short faith or not much faith, that's the reason all of this happened and took place. It was the absence of faith. Someone say amen. I know you're walking with because you feel like you're walking around a landmine. I'm about to explode somewhere for you. You're afraid to say amen because I don't know if I should agree with him or not agree with him. I don't know what's going on here. Amen. Are you? <laughs> and so as a result, there's a lot of people today, churched and unchurched, with a very, very narrow-minded cause and effect concept concerning faith that's bought into this idea many times that's been propagated, you know, the, 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 the say it and proclaim it and grab it and all this type of stuff that goes on in our world today. And as a result, there are a lot of people that are depressed, disappointed, and leaving some very frustrated lives. Lives oftentimes that they're blaming themselves for the death of their loved ones. Because if I had more faith, they would not have died. Some people sitting around blaming themselves Amen, and very sorrowful over the matter. Some of them's lost out even with God over the matter, thinking if I just had enough faith, that negative diagnosis concerning my friend wouldn't have happened. It happened, so I must not have the faith that I needed to have. And so if I don't have the faith I need to have, I might as well throw the baby out with the bathwater. What's the use? If I didn't have enough faith for that, then I just don't have enough faith for anything. Friends and family, disappointments, man, I just didn't have enough faith, and they take all of that 
and place it on their shoulders that if they personally could have done better, then the outcome would have done better. If they could have done a deed or worked a little harder, then it would all been just a little bit better. Had they only had more faith, just a little bit more belief, the results would have been different. Whatever I consider the group that of this faith can fix anything revolution, sometimes supporters of this will tell you, if you had just prayed more, had more faith, you wouldn't have been in this predicament. Folks, I've heard verbatim words like that spoken. If you'd had more faith, if you'd prayed more, you wouldn't be in this predicament. I remember very plainly, Sister Penrod, uh, as it was told to the mother of a friend of mine who suffered very terribly at one time with a life-threatening lung and respiratory problems by a minister. I remember this being told to me that it was spoken to her. If you had enough faith, you would get healed. Had suffered with this the majority of her life uh, respiratory lung problems. He told her, he said, if you'd had enough faith, you'd be healed. Now, wouldn't you like to strap that on your back and carry around for the rest of your life, Sister Rhonda? The reason why you have fibromyalgia and you're not healed yet is because you don't have enough faith. Is everybody doing all right? I'm not trying to make anybody, but everybody in this place that has diabetes this morning, you all, you all if you would just get a little bit more faith and pray a little bit more, then you wouldn't have to worry about it. Sister Sheila, if you had sought God when you was going through your turbulent time of cancer, you never had to have another chemotherapy. Is somebody listening to me today? Faith can fix anything is what we're considering here this morning. As a result, people that have grabbed this and hold on to it, all these responses, they're starting to carry a burden on their own shoulders that they were never meant to carry to begin with. If you had done such and such, if you had prayed more, if you had more faith, then all of this would have turned out favorable for you. And as a result, with that type of mindset, you know what we've done? We've made people responsible for their healing. Is somebody hearing me? We made people responsible for their healing, and that was never the design of God. If I can revert back to a scripture I just used last week by Isaiah 53 and 5, share it with us one more time this morning, Brother Zach. The Bible says, but he, everyone say he, that's speaking of Jesus Christ, was wounded for, everybody say our, our transgressions. He, everyone, was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed the format just here in isaiah 53 and 5 prophetic of jesus christ amen is this it was he for us and not us for us biblical faith has never been about me it's always been about god it's never contingent on happiness. It's always contingent upon God. Amen. We are the people, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me well right here. We are the people of those that follow the Lord Jesus Christ. We are the people of whom it is said, we walk by faith 
and not by sight. It's spoken of us in scripture that I live by faith. So listen to me this morning. Everything we do, everything we receive, everything we endure is by faith because our walk is a walk of faith. So you can't just simply say they were healed because of their faith. We're people of faith. We walk by faith. We live by faith. If we're healed, it's gonna be by faith. But if I got to endure that's my faith also. I'm a person of faith. Someone say amen. Because just as easily as you can tie healing to our faith, there's a list of other things you can tie to it as well. For instance, in scripture, other things that are tied to faith. Acts 15.9 says the purifying of their hearts was by faith. It says Acts 26, 18, sanctification by faith. Romans 3, 22, righteousness was by faith. Romans 3, 28, justification was by faith. Romans 5, 2, we have access to grace by faith. Romans eleven twenty, we stand by faith. And so lest we get caught this morning in the trap of thinking that the presence of faith only produces positive results and the absence of faith produces negative results, the writer of Hebrews then sets the record as straight as the record can be set in the hall of fame of faith in chapter 11. The writer starts from the beginning of time in Hebrews 11 and he's talking about faith. As a matter of fact, the phrase by faith is used some 16 times in this chapter. The phrase through faith is used about five times. So somewhere around 21 times is through or by faith used in this chapter. And these are among the things that are attributed, just listen now, attributed to faith. That Abel's more excellent sacrifice was by faith. Enoch's translation from this world to the next world was by faith. Noah building the ark and having the fortitude to follow through and do that was by faith. Abraham being able to go on a journey that he didn't know what his destination was, but it was a journey that would lead to the promise was by faith. Sarah's, now we would expect this one, Sarah's barrenness lifted, presence of faith, thank God she's no longer barren. Yeah, we knew that would come, passing through the Red Sea. By faith, well, duh, they had faith it was going to happen. Amen, Jericho's walls falling flat. Of course, they had faith. Faith can fix anything. Rahab being safe whenever Jericho was destroyed. Of course, she exercised faith. But the writer says, he says, I don't have enough space to include every episode where faith was. I don't even have all the time that I need to show where faith was and all the occurrences of faith. So he said, if I can read verse 32 down a little bit more, again, Brother Zach, here's what the writer says, and what shall I more say? He said, for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith Look at these now. These, these seems to be positive aspects here. Subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, 
quenched the violence of fire. Positive, positive faith, positive draw the line. Escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Waxed valiant and fight, turned to flight. The armies of the aliens, women, received their dead. Back to life again because of the presence of faith. And then the Bible says, and others. Everyone say, and others. This is a list of all great, wonderful, positive things that have happened to those that exercise faith. But there were some others also that exercised faith. But they were tortured. Well, someone say hallelujah. They were tortured, the Bible says in verse 35. Amen. When we read some other things, the Bible says there were some others that had a trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. What's the writer saying? They had just as much faith as the one next to them that received their dead back to life again. There were some that were stoned, some that were sown asunder, some that had bonds and imprisonments, tempted, slain by the sword, wandered in sheepskins, goatskins, destitute, afflicted, tormented. These others had just as much faith as anybody else did but they still had the trial. They still had to go through the sickness. They still had to suffer the woe. That wasn't because they didn't have faith. Because we got people that are incarcerating themselves this morning and they're saying, woe's me, I gotta do better because I'm dealing with fibromyalgia. I just don't have the faith, I guess, in order to be healed. Can I present to you this morning, and I, I am not the, uh, the official on this matter, but I would dare to say it takes quite a bit more faith to endure through fibromyalgia than it does to be healed of fibromyalgia. It takes a whole lot more to suffer the torture, suffer the agony, that is not the absence of faith. You have just as much faith as anybody else. The almighty sovereign God decides who it shall be and who it's not gonna be. He... There'll be people in this place that they'll suffer divorce. There'll be others that their marriage will be put back together. It's not the lack of faith, amen, or the power of faith. What it comes down to is this. God has a hand upon something. He knows what you can handle and what you can handle. And he says, hey, it takes faith on both accounts. If they're healed or not healed, it's because of faith. They walk by faith. They live by faith. They're people of faith. It's not because they're sick, because they didn't have the faith. Someone say amen. amen. The Bible says and others. Pardon my dear help here today. She searches for batteries. That preacher had enough faith. That wouldn't have happened to him this morning. That's where we stand. That's where we come to concerning this. The Bible says and others. Marked a transition in the scripture. It means, and others, if you will, of a different kind. These others had faith. But God did not see fit to deal with them in the same way 
that he dealt with Gideon or Barak or Samson or Jephthah or David or Samuel. Faith does not always, and I underscore always, always and never are big words. Faith does not always mean or bring deliverance. You hear me? Faith doesn't always bring or mean deliverance. It could mean having to go through torture. It could mean suffering some heartache. It could mean destitute, afflicted, tormented. So, Brother McGee, now let me get this straight again. You're talking in that other list of the others. Are you talking about those that did not have faith? No! I'm talking about people that had faith just like Moses had. I'm talking about people that had faith just like Abraham had. But it didn't necessarily fix everything that was wrong in their life. Faith is not about fixing or not fixing something. Hear me. It's about having a sure anchor point in the God of the universe who created all things and keeps all things by the power of his own will. It's not about fixing and not fixing. It's about staying anchored in God if he heals me or if he don't. If I suffer or if I don't. If the money's there or if it's not. It's about having an anchor point. You had enough faith, you that are living with unsaved spouses, they'd be saved before you leave this journey. That's not true. That's not true. It's not about how much faith you got that's going to determine whether or not that happens. That's not true. But you know what? I look at those that's done it and came to church faithfully and been faithful to God for 30 years, 20 years, however many years. That's a great example of faith. They're saying, God, if it don't happen, you're still my anchor point. Hallelujah. I'm not throwing, I'm not throwing everything out. I'm not giving up. I'm still going to have faith in you. I've still got confidence and trust in Hoyamahaya in you. That's faith. Oh, but if you prayed more, if you fasted more, if you did this more, well, let me tell you, none of that would hurt any of us. But that ain't necessarily the answer to the predicament. Because if that's the case, then you go talk to Old Testament Daniel. And you tell Daniel who prayed three times a day, even after the request and the law even come that they shouldn't pray to God. You talk to him who prayed three times a day, did so unashamedly. Talk to him. Daniel, if you prayed more, you never went to the lion's den. Well, thank you, Pharisee. My wife hits the nail on the head. He was put where he was at because they couldn't lay a finger on anything else. The only thing they could lay a finger on is his faithfulness. 
Some things you find yourself in life is not because of your lack of faithfulness. You find yourself in some horrid spots sometimes because of your faithfulness. The adversary doesn't know anything else he can attack but try to make you doubt that you don't have enough faith. Hallelujah. If it's secure in the object of the creator of all things, you've got enough. You go back, he man, he woman, and walk through the pages of Old Testament history. And you tell the, each and every individual that ever met a road filled with tragedy and disappointment, you tell them, you've been closer to God. If you had this, if you'd done that, the outlook would have been a little bit better. Your prayer a little bit more sincere. A few more of these and thou's would have made it real well. Baloney. Listen. Faith, anchor point. Faith that may bring deliverance to one will bring endurance to another. Deliverance to one. Endurance to another. And God knows. God knows. Each of us individually. It would appear as the others of Revelation, or rather, <laughs> that's Wednesday nights, of Hebrews 11, it would appear that they got the wrong end of the stick here. Or at least according to human understanding that they didn't have enough faith because otherwise these tortures and destitute and all these things spoken of would not have happened. Yet God speaks to us through Hebrews and lets us know that these who held true to him and kept their faith even through not their deliverance but their trial. He speaks in verse number 38 parenthetically in parentheses. Basically he says, this old world was not worthy of them to begin with. Whew. He's going through the list of these that had to endure the garbage. And he just kind of shoots him parenthetically kind of like an afterthought. By the way, these folks, this whole world wasn't even worthy with to begin with because they hold on to faith, not even through deliverance, but through endurance. One, one expositor said it like this. He said, he said, though the Greek text says literally the world was not worthy of them or was not good enough for them. He said the meaning of it often can be expressed more effectively as these people were too good for this world. Or these people were so good that the world was not worthy of them. Or the world did not deserve to have such people in this world. And look at verse 39, Brother Zach. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith. So what was the result for those who were faithful in persecution? Faithful during their moments of being deprived. Faithful in death. I submit to you this morning, and these all, both the blessed, if I could say, and the pressed, obtained a good report through 
faith. That wasn't just a verse summarizing all of those that had been delivered. Oh, and these all have obtained a good report through faith. No, that summarized those who were delivered and those that were still in the middle of their woe that still had their anchor point. He said, these all, the ones that's been delivered, the ones that's not, the one that has not no more pain, but the ones that are still in the pain, they've all obtained a good report through what? Faith. They had faith and they had faith. They all got a good report through and by faith. The tortured has a good report. The afflicted has a good report. The one that went on and died because of disease, they got a good report. I don't know if it, if it takes, and mind me, quote, unquote, more faith to trust God to meet my wants and desires or to follow through and trust God to get me through when he doesn't meet my wants or my desires. I don't know if it's an element of more faith or less faith. I really don't. I don't know if you say, well, these have more faith because they had endured less than that. I don't know if it's even that. I think the point is it's just keeping tethered to faith, keeping that anchor point regardless in spite of. I mean, from my human, notice human, <laughs> capitalize. Through my human point of view, I could almost see, man, it would take a whole lot more faith, it seems like sometimes, to hang on to God and never receive an answer than it would to receive an answer and go on with God. So with that, we, we got to consider then, I guess, to a little bit that what is faith? I mean, the, the writer of Hebrews, through inspiration of the Holy Ghost, has been setting us up, really, for Hebrews 11. It's been rain, laying the groundwork for it. In so much that in the first six chapters of Hebrews 11, he is telling us about how Christ is the superior person as it were in scripture and how chapter 7 through 10 he is telling us about how he he exercised the superior priesthood and so based upon those two facts alone that he lays the groundwork for in the beginning of Hebrews we come into chapter 11 and it would it would make maybe one to have courage and and faith and trust in this superior person excellent priesthood you know type of mentality because setting us up to a certain degree and so here he is writing this famed hall of faith chapter and he begins it like this now faith is now folks you don't have to write another noun, verb, adjective, adverb for me because I believe he could have stopped right there with now faith is. Those three words is sufficient for me. Not was, not will be. It is. Faith is, in a nutshell, faith is. But he goes on and says in verse 1, the substance the things hoped for, the evidence, the things not seen. Not so much even a definition of faith as much as a description of faith. So I would say this, that sometimes faith can't fix everything. 
And then again, folks, that's why it's called faith. As it's related in some translations of the Bible of Hebrews 11.1, 1, it states it like this concerning the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, that now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we can't see. Uh-huh. Sometimes faith can't fix anything, and in reality, again, that's why it's called faith. Because it's, not, it's, it's what isn't presently there, what we can't see, what we're hoping for, that we're having confidence and assurance in. Biblical faith is not observed evidence. Biblical faith is divine assurance. Biblical faith has God as its object and not necessarily the answer to the dilemma. believe God we trust his word for we know that faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God we read in the New Testament scripture he said that the word of God did not profit them because the word was not mixed with faith amen and so yeah it goes hands in hand with a lot of different things but faith is whenever you tell God as Jesus did in the garden not my will but thine be done in other words you can make your request But at the end of the day, God, I'm going to trust you to do what you deem that you need or want to do in my life, even if it goes against my personal request and what I'm expecting to happen. That's faith. If you get the answer that you expected and wanted to about your situation, That was faith. If you got to endure through the situation without it ever changing, that's been by faith. Daniel 3, 17, the Bible speaks of those Hebrew boys that's going to be thrown into the furnace that's fired up seven times hotter as the king speaks to them. And they retort back to him in verse 17 of Daniel 3, if it be so, Our God whom we serve, everyone say, is able. Is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. In other words, we entered into this dilemma with faith. And whether or not our expectations are met, we're going to leave this situation with our faith still intact. Faith is, I'm going to trust that God was able. Whether he does or he don't, that's up to God. But I'm going to hold on to my faith. Let me tell you, let me tell you that the worst part of the story 
is if you get snafued by the idea that faith can fix anything and then you want to take the blame on your shoulders that something didn't happen because you didn't have enough faith, here's what's going to happen. You'll fall away from God. If you don't watch yourself, you'll fall away from God. And that is really the poor story of all things. The enemy tried to snafu you, amen, by saying, hey, it was your fault. It couldn't happen. He was really just, it was a real, truly, really a trial of faith of just having an anchor point. It didn't matter, oh, great faith, low faith. No, it's about an anchor point. Don't you allow the enemy to come in and tell you if you had more faith, you wouldn't be going through what you're going through. You go on and stand as a faithful child of God. There is only one great thing the Bible says that's required of a steward. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about time in your life. The Bible says there's really one thing that's required of a steward, that they would be found faithful. The very same thing when those that enter into heaven, that the Lord will say, enter on in unto the joy of the Lord. My good and my faithful. When I was healed, I stayed faithful. When I remained sick, I remained faithful. When I was delivered, I was faithful. When he never delivered me, ha, ha, ha. Honey, you're gonna go into heaven someday because of your faith. Whether you felt like you won or lost, your faithfulness. Glory. Glory. Let's just raise our hands right now to the Lord, if you will. Let's just thank him. Hallelujah. I trust you, God. I trust you, God. I trust you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith operates quite simply. God speaks. We hear his word. We trust in his word. We trust in what God has said. We act upon what he said no matter what the circumstances are or how the consequences may play out. One writer said it like this using faith as an acrostic, each letter standing for something. He said, faith is this, forsaking all I trust him. Forsaking all, I trust him. A few weeks ago, I talked about the annexed edition of the church over there called Our Trailer that we had ever since we came off the road since we came here in 2007 that sat there. You know, people come to I just don't understand what's going on. I don't understand why that's still there. Well, you know, you're understanding just about as good as mine is. And I'd always tell people, I said, well, God supplied, he supplied the money in order for us to take care of it. So, moot issue, I suppose. And so here in the past few weeks, we finally sold that after it being around for eight years. Well, Brother McGee, you must really be growing in your faith, brother. 
Just really be petitioning the Lord, pushing back the plate. <laughs> Folks, I can't tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's been a few days gone by that since the last time I pushed down a backup plate for that trailer, particularly. What happened? During eight years, I just kept my anchor point. I just kept my anchor point. Oh, is that the reason why it happened? No. But what I'm saying is when it didn't happen, I just kept my anchor point. And I might have got the thing paid off, and I still have my anchor point. But that's the whole thing. Not losing that. If it came home and it sold right away, my God, we got a man of God among us. God has paid to move mountains. <laughs> you all been in Wabash County too long. There's methamphetamines, a bad thing around here. No, it's just about holding to that anchor point. Notice what the writer says. In order to keep people in line and realign things where they really need to be, the writer of Hebrews continues with this faith topic from 11 on into 12. Again, faith's not about us, it's about God. And he says in Hebrews 12:1, he says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Wherefore? It brings us to the present now. Wherefore? And he's still encapsulating all those that he had just spoke about. Delivered, non-delivered. Tortured, not tortured. All of which were people of faith, regardless of whatever the consequence was. He said, wherefore, because we have this great cloud of witnesses, of faithful people, those who have been blessed and those who have been pressed, both kinds. We have these great clouds of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience. Oh. The race that is set before us, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And what about this author, finisher, faith? Jesus. Well, when I look to him, he endured. Christ, if you had enough faith, you never would have went to the cross. You never had to suffer the crown of thorns. No, no, no stripes would have never been laid on your back. You would have had to been in a tomb for three days if you had it. No, he endured. And yet he's the writer, the, the beginner and the ender of our faith. And the one who's the beginner and ender of our faith, he exemplified faith through his, not deliverance to begin with, but through his endurance. He endured the cross. He endured the shame. He endured the contradiction of sinners. And all the while exercising great faith. And so with this, and I'm saying it's busted today. All right. They always say whether it's busted, confirmed, or plausible. Busted. Faith can fix anything. Well, people have a jaded view of faith. It's been created over time. People see faith more as a tool than they have as an anchor point. 
if it gets fixed, it'll be because of faith. But if it doesn't, you can't just simply reason, well, that's because there's not enough faith or there was no faith. We're of the people that walk by faith and live by faith. So whatever comes and goes for us, it'll be according to faith. Good or bad. For us, it's by faith. If you can stand with me today. So where it is in our practice in Christian lives, confidence and assurance then in the unseen must remain as a practice. Even whenever that which is unseen remains unseen. And that which is unanswered remains unanswered today. Faith can fix anything. Sometimes it does. But other times we just endure. Will you raise your hands right now this morning and begin to talk to God? This altar is open. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.